Welcome to Kenny and the Coaches. On this episode, I have a coach that some may remember from his high school playing days at Lot Mack, or some of you may remember him from his playing days at the University of Oklahoma. This young man was a good enough player to make the Arizona Cardinals roster in 2013, and he is currently in his second year as the head coach of the Lot Nike Eagles. Here's my conversation with Coach Javon Harris. Thanks again to Coach Harris for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. A new episode of Kenny and the Coaches comes out next Sunday at 10 a.m. on your favorite podcasting site. And don't forget the next episode of Not So Instant Replay is out this Wednesday at noon. You can also find links to the podcast on the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page. And if you're on Twitter, or X as it's known now, just search at Kenny Coaches. And remember, that's K-E-N-N-E-Y and the Coaches. Until next time. All right, Coach, thanks for taking a little bit of time. I know by the time this comes out, it'll be in September, but it's about to think about when we're talking, it's going to be the next day is going to be the first day of practice. So thanks for taking a little bit of time to visit with me. Yes, sir. Now, Coach, how would you say your, your first year win as a head coach? Oh, man, a, a lot of learning experiences. Um, just uh, definitely a lot of things that uh, as a young coach that I, I knew that, you know, I wanted to take on. I just, you know, I had never had that experience or, or been in them opportunities to do so. So, um, like I said, for me, it was just a lot of learning experiences, uh, figuring out that, you know, outside of coaching that there's, you know, uh, a lot of things that are that go in, into uh, the organization and the flow of a game that is that a lot of people don't see. Oh, yeah, man. <clears throat> so I've never been a head uh, – I've never been a head football coach. I've done basketball, but – it's just like it'd be great if you could just jump in there and just start coaching kids. But there's so much more other stuff that people don't see that you have to do. It's like crap, you know. I mean, it's 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 almost like you need to take a class in exactly. what what's about to happen to you, you know. I mean, you you talking everything. Uh, I had a coach tell me that I worked with before. He told me, uh, "Says, well, I'm getting this seat. Uh, it's about 85 percent everything else, and twenty, and about fifteen to twenty percent." Uh, you know, football coaching. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, uh, doing something. But I, I enjoyed it, man. Last year, you know, like I said, a lot of learning. We played with a lot of young guys, man. So I was, uh, you know, for us, it was more so seeing what we could change in the uh, attitude and the discipline in our program uh, as we move forward. Yeah, I was going to get into that. Lot Knock is a school that has had a winning tradition, but it's kind of, you know, before you got there, it's kind of fallen on hard times. What? What's kind of been your focus on getting the program where you envision it going? Well, the uh, the, the first thing I would say, I'm sorry, uh, the first thing I would say, man, was definitely the discipline. Uh, you know, that was something that, you know, when I got here, I knew, uh, you know, being a kid from Bob, I knew what kind of things that uh, a lot of these kids grow up seeing, being around, you know, and I was kind of just, you know, filling the place out. And for me, it was more so just trying to make sure I, I brought a, a, a different – sight to it and what discipline meant uh not just meaning you know that you got to be disciplined you know which is definitely part of it but mm -hmm. uh just you know the order and the guys understanding like how things work and then i think that was one of the bigger things that, you know outside of winning and losing games you know uh we try we try to teach guys like man no matter what you do in life 
you're going to have to be on time somewhere. You're going to have to do this. You know, you're going to have to do that, mm-hmm. regardless whether you're playing football or not. So I think that was something that I, I really had to, you know, harness in on as far as making subtle changes as far as, you know, the just the attitude and the, the, the uh, you know, the attitude and the discipline, again, of the, of the program. So when I, I spent a lot of time on that, um, we got some really good kids, man. It's not, you know, as bad as, you know, it could be. I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I got into a fortunate situation uh, with, with some really good athletes and some young guys that were, you know, had already been intriguing. So uh, just t- taking that into it, uh, <clears throat> taking that into it, and you know, for me, just kind of keeping up with what the game is now. Um, outside of you know these kids nowadays, man, you know, we 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 look at it, and a lot of it is just you know instant gratification. Mm. So you know, looking at different ways that we can, you know, still appease that, as well as uh, you know, keep our our values in order as well so I mean, that's that's probably the biggest thing for me and, you know, I, I needed a true off season so this uh after this season that was something that uh we really harnessed in this off season yeah and how, how big was your summer pride uh going how, how big was your summer pride towards that kind of turnaround and that mentality um you know i would say more so for us it was it would date back to Pat before summer pride. You know, we started our six thirty workouts back in uh, mid January. So we come back to school and we start coming up here and just kind of seeing what kids are going to sacrifice what to come up here early in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it definitely was, you know, all right. We can we get up here when it's cold? When it's you know, I, I did basketball, I had baseball, I had wrestling. You mm-hmm. know, can I get up here and still be with my team? I mean, we we would have ninety percent of our guys showing. I mean, if they didn't have something extreme going on, we had most of our guys there uh, outside of like a bus issue or uh, uh, travel issue to get to school. Man, you know, mm-hmm. which that was, you know, what we talked about as a as a staff was like, man, this it's crazy because these boys really here. They they waiting on us, they ready to go, nobody complaining, you're getting a lot of guys coming, so we knew at that point, like, okay, you know, that was good for us, and just our guys getting stronger, guys getting faster, and buying into the program, and, sort of, and you know, a lot of it is results, so, you know, I think that's, uh, it's, it's really result-driven, so, yeah. put these guys to work, and you try to see, you know, hey, they gonna believe in you, because they see the result. You know, we that kind of rolled into the summer, we, uh, we saw it in spring, saw that we could match up with, you know, some bigger guys, and that was kind of one of our deals last year was, you know, we were playing three, four freshmen on our line mm. that were having to be varsity players. And, you know, that they're not even close to being starting, you know, mm-hmm. growth with most of them. So uh, and they're going against guys who've been in a weight program for two, three years, and, uh, you know, understanding that size. So I think that was big for us as well. I mean, we, uh, our, our weight room, our, uh, you know, it was – a couple of things that I put together in my other coach, Coach Rippy, that we put together as far as our uh, college backgrounds, things like that, and seeing what worked. And, you know, we looked to the science of it and uh, really dug deep into nutrition. So, like I said, that all worked into a, a full program through the summer uh, where we have having 100% of guys showing up. You know, we, we probably miss, like I said, a guy has to do something for family, they're gone, or they got a baseball game. And I count camps and I count games towards that attendance because I know that if you go to a camp somewhere you dogging out for mm-hmm. four or six hours a day you know running the whole time in the heat like that that counts you know I'm, but as long as you communicate it you know mm-hmm. that's another for us is communication so you know we 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 took that into effect and like I said the summer was great for us uh, we saw some really good results we had a, a eagle lift off this uh Friday this past Friday 
and we saw, uh, we, we counted up, we had 14 guys go over 400 pound squats. You know, that's big for us as well. Just knowing that, okay, these guys can move some weight around. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to do this season and uh, them to change up our offense a little bit, kind of uh, identity of what we want to do. Yeah, man. So I've been keeping up with the stuff that you've kind of been doing, that you've been posting on social media and stuff. And, you know, it does look like those kids are buying in. And that's one one of the things I really – Every time I see, every time I'm scrolling through my feed and I see your name pop up, I'm always watching the video because I know it's going to have some enthusiasm and just something positive, you know, yeah, towards right. your program. I mean, how big is that? How big and how important is that for you in being on social media, promoting your kids, your program, trying to get people excited about lot night football? How important is that for you and how do you for your program? And I think it's, a, you know, probably one of the bigger things as far, again, with the change of uh, just life. You know, technology is kind of out there. We we all kind of got to move. You know, you went from reading books to listening to books. You better, you know, watch uh, things on, on TV to now you can just go look it up on your phone. So mm-hmm. I think that keeping up with technology and, you know, pushing a brand and, and I think that's something that people buy into, so especially for your program. Uh, you know, people see the good that these kids do, and people want to be a part of what guys are doing that's positive um, and not out here in the streets, not out here, uh, you know, uh, shaming or sitting on, sitting at home, not doing nothing. Like, they, they're doing something, they're taking it, and they, they want to be, you know, uh, good citizens of the community. I think that's something that we, you know, uh, are on for sure in my programs. You know, family is, is – Definitely something that I'm big on coaching staff wise and, you know, with my players, yeah. my parents and mm-hmm. others as well. You know, I, I try to give every uh, piece of information I can. I want anybody. And, you know, just because being in those, uh, di- being in different programs, being an assistant coach in different programs, and, you know, you, you take different things from everybody. You look at the things that people had concerns with. And, uh, I think the programs that I worked with that were, you know, successful, they took. Uh, the time to put more into the culture of the program, the family part of the program, the brotherhood of the program. That's what creates problems. Mm-hmm. I think that was important for us uh, as far as getting into the community. That's why it's important to me to make sure that, you know, these these guys get the praise that they're, they're due for the work that they're putting in. You know, my job is to put them in position to win games this year, and that's what we're going to do for sure. Uh, you know, and I think that's something that they believe in as well. Uh, and again, you know, a lot of people, you know, they say it, it's kind of cliche, but it takes, you know, a year, two, three to get a program completely turned around and, you know, get guys completely bought in. But I think you can get it done. So yeah. we we definitely in a good spot right now. Uh, and like I said, we got a lot more guys coming back this year that I'm excited to see do some big things. Yeah. Now you kind of mentioned them a little bit. How important, especially being like a first-year head coach, how important is your coaching staff to you? Man, uh, I think that was one of those deals where I learned something last year is Mm -hmm. how important for your assistants to be on point and on key and uh, everybody be, you know, do their part and understand their part and their role. Um, you know, we got to a point last year where, you know, I'm I'm calling both sides of the ball and, you know, things kind of got chaotic, you know, uh, chaotic at, at some point, but just, you know, uh, still trying to get things done, but not addressing the things that matter. Our kids know that we care, so I think that's something that uh, 
we got out of it too. So, man, these guys, they do everything for me. Uh, I think we all learned as well. Cause I, had a, I had a couple of young, first year coaches, got a young coaches. Uh, we had some guys get sick, you know, last year where their health was more important at the time, you know, especially when it comes to coaching or your health. And I'm like, man, you got to take care of your health. And I, I can't, you know, I'm going to feel worse if it goes worse on a worse end, you know, so I want to add that stress to you. We got to those situations. And, uh, like I said, a lot of coaches had to grow and, and learn different roles and in the midst of it at the, at the same time. And we had to learn how to be better coaches towards our kids and mm-hmm. how to evaluate. Put, put, like I said, if you're going to put your kids in the best position, uh, we have to put our pride to the side. Because we got a lot of big-time players. Uh, I think that was something we all looked at. Like, yeah, you know, the kid, we can't want it more than the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, and that's what we sat down and said, all right, so how do we get them to believe and how do we get them to buy into, you know, the same type of mentality that we all have had or, you know, done as a player that can translate onto the field so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited I'm excited these guys do man uh, Coach Loaf is one of my main guys he does everything that I can think of if I didn't if I didn't have him I wouldn't know when to have, I wouldn't have known when to order uh, my jerseys when to when the helmet's supposed to get reconditioned I mean it was a lot of things I didn't know mm-hmm. that came, like you said head coach and I'm like hold on he's like yeah, you gotta do this now or it's not gonna be here before uh, the season because they work in this uh, you know these buckets and I'm like oh well, I'm good. you know and that was what I was when it came to being a first year head coach Yeah, those are the things I hadn't had to do you know make orders Yeah, uh, yeah. you know uh, uh, work a budget make sure that everything was still in, in place do fundraisers, make sure that they, you know, get in place. You know, there was a point when I got here, there was no booster club. They hadn't had a booster club for three years. So wow. we, we got our booster club going this year, uh, did really well. Uh, we do really good fundraising as, as well. And I think it's because we're trying to be more personable to our community and uh, what people can, you know, uh, do and expand on. That's, that's, that's crazy. You didn't have a booster club for three years. At a school that big, that's kind of, I, never, I wouldn't have thought that. Yes, sir. Man, man. Well, kind of shifting gears a little bit, who are some of the players you're going to lean on this upcoming season? Uh, man, first we're going to, uh, like I said, we're going to change it up, man. We're going to try to go. We had, we gave people fish, and when we got into our off-formation stuff, uh, our heavy run game stuff, and we got a pretty solid back in Rashad Hurt. So mm-hmm. we're going to lean pretty heavy on him and uh, Rashad Elsey right behind him. Two solid backs, man. Uh, good, heavy set guys that can take on some bruising uh, as well um, because we're going to ask those, uh, ask a lot of those guys. Um, obviously, our whole line is going to have to you know, step up this year, but a lot of those guys are returning back from that first year of you know, being brutal, understanding that they had to hit the weight room. So, man, uh, I'm, like I said, those guys, uh, when you're looking down there, you're looking at the, the – uh, T.J. Uh, Jones, he's a good kid. We're looking at Escobar, Isaiah Escobar, uh, and uh, Milo Wyatt. He's a big-time freshman. He's going to be a sophomore this year. Uh, <clears throat> well, big-time sophomore. Um, and, and we're just looking at these guys, you know, uh, be ready to carry a load. And uh, looking, you know, obviously we got big-time playmakers in uh, Siri Sheridan uh, and, and Jalen Jones. We need those guys. We just don't keep, you know, balling. We got you get the guys like Tito, who's a, t- a tied in, who can flex out. You got uh, Aiden Monaco, another uh, young guy that we're looking to make some uh, strides as well from last year. So uh, 
we looked at we look back and you know we we're looking at 16 guys returning on uh that have had starts in the last year so uh on offense that's what we're looking at on those guys defensively you're looking at still uh Jalen Jones and Siri at corner uh, two guys that we know can lock down the field two probably better corners in the state for sure uh the uh Mike Backer and uh Tony Worry who's a three-year starter uh, and he's going on his senior year looking for big-time play from him. Uh, you got Jermaine Vuz, uh, who's coming back uh, off of an ACL tear from last year, and we're really excited about him being back and being fully healthy and, and doing the things that we know he was going to do last year. So uh, getting him back is big-time, big as well as, you know, on the other side we'll have uh, we'll have Tito, you know, Kingston mm-hmm. Tito's uh, those guys do do well, man. They they really bought in this summer into learning the defense and understanding what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, we we kind of went more down to a four two five than a three four that I naturally kind of came in with, but we we ended up going more to this four down uh, four two five type defense and looking for some safeties to step up and a nickel that's going to you know take over the spot. And we got we got a pretty hard district, man. So you got to have mm-hmm. playmakers. Uh, like I said, it took a lot of these guys again, a lot of returning starters. Uh, and we don't want to see what they're gonna do when they get here. Yeah, you said uh, you were a three four guy. Yeah. Initially, yes, see, sir. man, that's I've at a different school now. But my first year to coach eleven man, I'd always coach eight man. Right. My first year to coach eleven man, I've tried and tried. I mean, to me, it makes more sense to run a four two five. Yep. But man, I was just so the, the three four just fit what I was thinking defense should be so much more than four two five four two five. Yep. I, I mean, at five A level, I'm sure that there's a whole lot more teams that pass the ball. Right. But man, I mean, but you know, I always kind of looked at three four as like the defense that you can make it be anything you want it to be. Exactly. You know, exactly. and I just and I even exactly. I even I even tinkered around with four two with like a four three look. And it was just like I could not – we couldn't stop the run. But if I put three down – to me, it made more sense. If I put four linemen there, I can stop them. But we yep. stopped them better with three linemen, three defensive linemen. I don't know. You get a lot of movement, man. I, I think for me, uh, you know, with the run game and, 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 you know, a lot of the things that people are doing is we, we got a lot of guys going to run the ball. Carl Alba going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to establish the run. Piedmont going to run the ball. I think I uh, – with my three four background, a lot of I actually coached a lot of four two four three defenses, mm-hmm. uh, to where it just made more sense for us at this point. You know, last year we thought I thought the movement stuff that I could get doing on on the three, and we, which we played some solid defense. We would just die out personnel, mm-hmm. but you know it was yeah. definitely. I'm like, man, you know, I can still get to a lot of these because when you're playing a three four, you're trying to get to some four down fits. You mm-hmm. know, a lot just a matter of who's coming. So, uh, man, we did a lot of that. I mean, we just had the personnel now to kind of be a little bit more stout up front, uh, do some games, do some movement. A lot when I mean, you can do those type of things, especially still on the run game, uh, and, and obviously with the pass game, if you if you you know sure it up and you got the guys that can do it, it take a year or two. You know, uh, I know people kind of you know that's kind of what with with Venables. You know, what he talks a lot about at OU. Is you know it took guys a year to really understand the defense. You know before they couldn't go out there and run a practice because I know for sure it's complex. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, you got you got to take a year to learn it, understand it, what you're supposed to do, and that's what we at right now, especially with our D line. 
uh, guys that, you know, can get up there and make plays. And, and, you know, sometimes our athlete guys are just out-technique guys, man. They're really good, man. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Now, who are some of the people in your life as a player and as a coach that kind of influenced you to become a coach? Man, uh, I, I definitely can tell you a lot. Uh, my my first coach was uh, Steve Met. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, and uh, he was my first coach out here in Oklahoma at Lawton. He was a uh, Brian Men's uh, father. You know, I, I played grew up with him, and he was always an energetic guy. Uh, man, it was great to have him as a coach. My dad, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I got older, you know, I had a coach named Willie Martinez who was my second DB coach at OU. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy who really kind of made me look at the game a little bit different as far as uh, the smart side of the game, the, the technique side of the game, and, the you know, breaking it down to – how you looking at the game and how you got to respect the game truthfully and the type of work that you put in that goes into it. And so when, when I when I learned the game in that sense, it really elevated my game myself and it made me want to be that type of player and that type of uh, trying to elevate past just not not just being a coach, but being that type of coach and help, help these guys know more than just go out there and play the, play football and be do what you're told. Mm-hmm. You know, that was big for me. So um, And those guys for sure. You know, I had great coaches coming up, a bunch of them. And Coach Griffin over at Cash, man, is my, you know, one of my ace guys, man. And he was one that really kept me in the game. Uh, you know, I'm blessed to have had him in my life, man. I know he big time for sure. And just a guy that I'm going to keep on my on my sleeve for the rest of my life, man. His his mom was actually my fifth grade teacher. You know, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so mm-hmm. and we had that relationship. He coached me at MacArthur. Um, and, and he kind of, you know, one of the guys that continued to keep up with me, watch my life, check on me ever since I left MacArthur through college, through life. And, man, I, uh, you know, I appreciate him. And so he was definitely a big-time role model in my life as well. Yeah, he could, I interviewed him a while back, and he had brought you up. Yeah, he had, was he, I can't remember in what context. It was positive. I mean, when anything bad. Oh, yeah. But he, he mentioned you whenever I was – I think I was asking about, you know, just people that he goes to – for advice on things or something. It was something similar to that, but he had good things to say about you. Yes, sir. Matt, now, and speaking on that, do you have any, I mean, I'm assuming probably Coach Griffin's probably one of those, but do you have any mentor coaches that you kind of go to when you have questions about things? Man, you know, uh, I got a coach named uh, Victor Morgan, man. He's, he's from out this southwest side of the state, man. He's a guy that I talk to a lot. I still talk with uh, Coach Fisher. Uh, who was on my sub last year, but I, I still go to him and uh, just kind of, you know, ask him a couple of things. Just, not just uh, football-wise, but, you know, uh, more so culture-wise, the things that you can do in your, with your program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, you know, a uh, couple guys in Texas that I still talk with, man, just uh, guys that I've been knowing for a while. And, uh, I still talk with Coach Brandon Hall up at OU, and, and I know when i got anything going on, I can call him, he's going to pick up uh, I can't wait to see what he's going to do up there. And then just those guys, man, for sure, that I, I would say my mentor coaches, guys, that when I when I get down and out and I'm, you know, feeling a type of way, you know, obviously, like I said, you got Coach Griffin. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I, when I get into those situations and I'm like, man, you know, I don't know what's going on or I need some help with, you know, staying positive or, 
you know, maybe something not working. I need, you know, help on what they might have done or what they did at that time. Those are the guys I call. Man, and it is, you know, that's something I didn't start asking that question of coaches. I've been doing this for a year and a half, and I just kind of recently started asking that question because I, I don't think people that are not coaches, that you know, just parents and fans from the outside looking in don't understand the kind of – just the mental stress that goes into being a coach. You know? <laughs> and I think those those people that you can call and talk to, even if you just need someone to just vent to, you know, I mean, those people are so vital to have as a coach. And, you know, uh, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, I, I always, you know, give a lot of credit to coaches' wives and families. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah. You know, especially having to deal with, you know, guy, the coach being gone for, you know, me and my girl talk about it all the time, about, you know, just like, I'm in season now. Like, we we kind of built up up to this time to where we know where I'm going to be at, you know, and I think that's something big. You know, for anybody that you know that that's looking at the coaching, where you know, I always tell my guys that your family coming first. So just know something going on. You need to you call me, tell me, and we'll make up for whatever you got going on. So uh, that's that's just important for all of us, uh, and I think that's important for you know coaches across the, you know the nation. I think that's something important that we all gotta you know make sure we harness in and make sure we look back and appreciate because you know. Uh, Said our families put you know we sacrificed a lot as coaches, but our families sacrificed that time with us. So you know I think that's something that we all uh, you know just got to continue to appreciate. So I, I know I'm big on that, and I know a lot of coaches are as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. Now, kind of just briefly talk about your your college playing days. I mean, you went. I mean, everybody, you know, every kid that wants to play college football, they're always oh, I want to go D one. I want to go D one. You know, and a lot of times, especially like at smaller schools, you know, people think that they can be D1 because they're a big fish in a small pond. And then, you know, they actually get to see what a D1 athlete is. And they're like, oh, okay. Kind of, kind of talk about like your experience. Like what was the mental and physical grind that it, that it takes to be that type of athlete? Because I mean, you're obviously, you're obviously good at it because I mean, you not only played in college, you had opportunity to play in the pros. So. I mean, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, first off, man, it, you got to have strong faith, man, because it's a lot of things that get thrown in your face, a lot of distractions, mm-hmm. um, and, and a lot of things that can try to, you know, test your faith and test, you know, your beliefs. Uh, I think that's one thing for sure, you know, and having a team. Uh, man, but for me, man, it was definitely just staying on, you know, you, you got to outgrind the next person, and, you know, you can't want to be uh, – the same, you know, I think mm. because you get the pressure of being at that level, you know, so everybody kind of already has that high expectations, of, you know, when you get there, you find out that everybody's good, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's fast, everybody is explosive, everybody can, but then you got to figure out what, what separates you from everybody else that's going to get you on the field, and uh, one of the things the coaches always said was, man, the, the smartest guys play the fastest. So whoever can learn the fastest is going to get on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I didn't play safety going in the, in the uh, OU. So I'm, I'm, I'll never forget me and Venom was talking about this in a meeting. And I'm like, man, I didn't play. Like, I didn't know what cover four was. And, I, you know, we I played basically like a free position in high school, a little outside back. Or I went to the flats or I was going to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> what I did. Uh, coverages, all that, you know, I didn't really pay attention to that until I got to college and had to figure it out. 
Uh, and I got up there, I'm like, yeah. So, uh, so it took me learning the game, you know, getting up there, always trying to be, uh, you know, first doing things different. You know, I, I would stay after practice. Uh, that was something that I figured out that I was doing that a lot of people weren't doing. Then I started seeing that a couple more of my boys start coming out there doing theirs. But I started getting better at the things that the coaches were telling me to get better at. You know, and I think that's important uh, as far as my career. That was, you know, they would say something. I just try not to make the same mistake twice. You know, and, I, and uh, when you got your opportunity, you had to take advantage of it. And, and like you knew you only had that opportunity you know and when you got when you got those type of uh you know commands and you know, demands on you uh as a player and you got school and you got study hall and you got everything else you gotta you know again you gotta be mentally strong man so it took a lot of family uh just you know when things got hard it took a lot of just staying down and studying and, and again just uh not just studying your books, but studying the game of football, studying mm-hmm. film, trying to outbeat. You know, I was sitting, I remember being a backup. I'm like, look, man, you know, I love my brothers to death, but if one of them go down and I get my shot, but like, I'm not really trying to let one of them come back in. I hear you. You know, kind of mm-hmm. what it is. And, but you had to be a step above. So, and, and when you get that shot and you now you become the guy, you know, that's what happened with me was I become the guy. And, I know that there's two, three guys behind me itching for me to mess up. Yep. So I still got to be a step ahead. So I just kept, man, kept the flow, kept going. My uh, All of my brothers that played with me, they know, like, you know, I was a student of the game. Uh, I, I really took the time to learn the game and, and figure out what we – I could tell everybody where they were supposed to be. I did a lot of communicating. Once I figured out that part of the game, uh, it helped me exceed to, you know, playing in a lot more games and making big plays. You know, I, I – never forget I was talking to my barber uh before the Florida State game he flew out there he giving us uh giving us haircuts and all of that he came mm-hmm. to the game I told him I'm like man I'm gonna have two picks this game I, I caught it I, I remember telling Jamal Brown this I told about four or five six people that you know I'm about to get two picks this Florida State game like it's gonna happen and man I just spoke it into existence somehow it happened you know, now me knocking people out and hitting a couple more, making some more plays, that all just kind of came with you, man. But it was just the fruition of my work, man. I, I I just remember having those type of visions and speaking that into existence, and, you know, the work, the grind. A lot of people don't know, you know, I went into that season, that same season of that Florida State game. I went in there, I was third on the depth chart mm-hmm. going to camp, you know. So it took a lot of work. It took a lot of grind, a lot of hard work, dedication. Yeah, man, I say, I don't think people understand. I mean, you know, I, my son wants to play college football, and I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't – you better start, you know, just mentally thinking of the hardest things you can think of and then multiply it because I don't – I don't think people realize how much of a grind it is. Just the competition part of it of, yes, I mean, this is your team, these are your brothers, but, you know, yeah. my brother's going to take my spot if if he can. <laughs> You know, and I'm going to do the same thing. You got to have that mentality. I'm going to do the same thing. There you go, you know, man. And that, that's crazy too that Coach Venable saw that in you that you were. He saw that you were able to be a safety. You know, from not yeah. ever having to do it, not really knowing anything about playing in secondary. Exactly. But, uh, that's crazy. But man, I'm going to let you go. But I got three questions I, I've been asking people at oh, the yeah. at the end. Okay. Question number yeah. one: What is something people would be surprised to hear that Javon Harris is bad at? Um, oh man, uh, pickleball. 
<laughs> man, I've seen pickleball courts. They actually have some in cash, I think. I don't know. What is it, actually? It's kind of like mini tennis-ish. It's a weird deal, but I'm not good at it at all. <laughs> I don't, I'm not quick like that. I'm, I'm not trying to be that quick either. Let somebody rolling out the side. I got to jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the first one I've heard somebody say pickleball. I've heard golf. I've heard a couple I, other that, things. Fishing is another one. Like, everybody like to go fishing. I, I have never caught a fish in my life. So, you know, that's uh, I would definitely say that's another one. Man, I think you just have to be wired to be a fisherman. Because I, I can't just sit at the edge of a pond or sit in a boat and just throw a line out and just stay there. I can't, that's, that's too boring. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. All right, second question. If you could visit with any athlete or coach, which I'm sure you visited with a lot in your, in your career, if you could visit with any athlete or coach, past or present, to pick their brain, who would it be? Nick Saban. That's the second one I've had of Nick Saban, so that's, that's not a bad choice. Yeah, he's kind of the I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can call him the the goat of college football, but he's he's working his way up the list. Most definitely. All right, final question. You go to the local Lawton Pizzeria, and on the menu is is the Javon Harris Pizza. What's on it? Need to know the type of crust, the sauce, and the toppings. You got the uh, you got the like New York style big <laughs> big of the extra large pizza. All right. It's full of. The uh, goof troop cheese, like when they had the goofy movies and that, when the cheese, that type of cheese on there was like they try to eat it and just keep going. <laughs> and I pepperonis on there for days, just keep counting pepperonis. And, uh, that that would be the Javon Harris special right there. Man. And just keep going. Yeah, thanks for your honesty because everybody, I think every time I've asked this question, everybody's been like just the bare minimum. Oh, they want thin crust. They don't want very much sauce. Oh, come on, man! You, you, we're head coaches. You know you're supposed to be supposed to have the grand of everything. I'm a piece of God. I think, uh, and that's definitely something in my girl talk. She's like, like, do you gotta get like the every time you see the big slice pizza, you gotta go get a slice. Uh, yeah, I just want the big one. Just why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, Coach Harris, man, I want to thank you again for being on. I want to wish you good luck on this season, and just to let you know, uh, man. I definitely will keep up with you guys because I really like the work you're putting into those kids and the enthusiasm and passion you're bringing to that program. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on.